You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hi, I'm Joe Iconis. And I'm Jennifer Ashley Tepper. On today's episode of The Album Podcast, we're going to be talking to you about a song called Building a Fort, as sung by the wonderful Harrison Chad. We're going to talk about the history of the song. Um, It was written for a musical that I uh, was formerly writing that I am no longer writing. Uh, So it's sort of like a trunk song, but I think that it has connections to a bunch of other tunes that I've, I've written. Um, it feels like it's, it's kind of, you know, related to, to be more chill and, and love and hate nation and punk rock girl and, and lots of my, my shows that feature sad young people. Building a fort, the latest in the sad young people cycle. <laughs> Build a fort all by myself alone. Gonna use some bed sheets and some pillows and some Building bowls. a fort? Yeah. Why do I always think it's called Build a Fort? I have gone back and forth, but on the, on the album I decide Building a Fort. Okay. <laughs> on, the, on the album I decide Building a Fort. Building a Fort, mm-hmm. um, which is a song from a musical. Yeah. This is what, you know, some of these songs I was, I'm considering if people ask me about them in interviews, I just lie and say that they're not from anything or not cut from anything. But I feel like on this podcast, I'm excited to not lie. Well, I hate to break it to you, but this song was outed as part of a musical because when the New York Times reviewed Joy Connison Family, they really liked this song and they talked about it in their review. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, <laughs> but, but people forget that kind of, of stuff. Of course, you know? of course. They, they forget the good reviews. I don't forget. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so this song was from... Um, myself and Joe Trace wrote a musical version of Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and uh, and we got fired. And uh, and we wrote all, so it's a whole musical. You know, you got a whole score of the musical. Um, and most of the songs uh, are songs that you could never perform out of context because they're so clearly from Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the musical. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is one that always felt like, oh, this is a, this is like a little bit broader, and this is a song that I think you know um, people can relate to and sort of applies. Um, to to multiple situations, um, yeah, and I always I always liked it a lot, and it always the you know in the in the this character is um, you know it's this this song actually is like a very sort of you know weird you know cousin to Michael in the bathroom, mm-hmm. in that it's you know a character who's had a fight with his best friend and is feeling feeling alone and has you know decided to like. It, remove himself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the case of this, he decides to, you know, build a fort in, uh, in, his, in his parents, uh, I guess it's a basement or rec room or something. And, um, rec yeah. room. <laughs> Throwing yeah. it back. Uh, the old days. New York was better then. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's the, the, the idea of, you know, being a kid and using what you have around you to construct a, to construct a fort um, is something that, you know, I certainly did when I was, it was a kid. And, and I, you know, and I think that like, it's something that I did just in like, you know, playing and being like, oh, you know, it's, it's fun. But also like sometimes you can, you know, you literally want to like build a, a little, mm-hmm. a little 
you know, sell for yourself. Well, I guess then it's also Lonely Kid songs. If you're going to do this as a cousin of Michael in the Bathroom, yeah. it dates back to mm-hmm. the Lonely Kid trio and things to ruin. Yeah, yeah. Dodgeball, yeah. Albuquerque, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, son of a Gun. And Son of a Gun, of yes. course. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, and it's both like lonely and like a self-impo- self-imposed exile. <laughs> you know, it's sure. this like, the world has done me wrong and I'm going to remove myself and just be by myself because that's what you want me to be anyway. You just want me to be all, all by myself alone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so and I wanted to write something that felt like like a, you know, it's like a 90s folk song or something. It's a, it's, or maybe not even 90s. It, it feels, it feel, the music feels, it's really simple and it's kind of campfire but it, it, it feels kind of older than the, the kid is, you know, there's nothing about it that feels like contemporary. Um, it feels kind of like a, a sort of timeless throwback. And the, you know, the, the intention there is that it's, it's this little kid with, you know, little kid problems, uh, but his sadness, his feeling of isolation uh, is very adult. It's very much the same thing that, that I feel, you know, when I'm, when I'm, you know, depressed or anxious or whatever. Uh, and so I think the music is a way to kind of connect this thing that on the surface can just seem like, oh, it's a little kid, you know, crying about some little kid garbage. Uh, and it, it, can, it can connect it to, a, you know, a sort of more adult issues. And that's always, you know, in my stuff, when I, where I've written about young people, I always say it's like, you know, young people just don't have the vocabulary that, that older people do, but it, what they're feeling is exactly the same. And mm-hmm. it's like the, you know, what feels like a, a massive deal to a, a kid, that, you know, as an adult, you might look at it and think that's so silly, how cute, but it, it doesn't mean that it's not, doesn't feel like the end of the world to the kid. Sure. And that, that feeling of like, you know, if you're a kid and you're, you know, you, and you, you, you're having ice cream and you drop it on the ground, it feels like the world is crashing down. Mm-hmm. We know it's not, but it feels like that. And that's the way it feels to the kid my world is over sure. is the exact same way that it feels like when you're, you know, yeah. 30 or 40 and, and you break up or you get thrown out of your apartment or, you know, whatever. Sure. I, the world is over. It, that feeling is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the circumstances change and the vocabulary changes, but the feeling is the same feeling. And so that's what this song is, I think, a, a sort of um, a, 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 a kind of, you know, subtle... Um, manifestation of mm-hmm. of that. And this is really the only song from that Wimpy Kid musical that has gotten pulled out and done separately, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I did... Uh, the only other song that's ever been performed publicly is the title song. Uh, which I it, love that title song. It's, I, I really like it, like too. Like an easy for a Wimpy <laughs> Man, Kid. Yeah, that's it. Um, the, you know, and that's a song that it's, it's, yeah, it's like literally, it's like, it's... He's singing about himself as being a wimpy kid. Um, yeah, life ain't easy for a wimpy kid. Uh, it's just never not, you know, from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. But we did this concert at, at the Musical Theater Factory, the former porn studio, uh, in 2015. And it was, it was after Be More Chill had closed at Two River Theater. And it was yet another time in my life when I was feeling really sort of angry and frustrated about um, you know, my life and career, and it just felt like I keep making these shows, and they keep getting to a certain level, and then you know, the New York Times says they're terrible, and then nobody cares about them anymore. Mm-hmm. And and how many times I keep doing this, you know, in my career? Um, and I mean, the answer to that is like, I guess forever. But 
at the time. <laughs> I was kind of like, what the hell am I doing here? And so, um, and I had just, and I'd just gotten fired from Limpy Kid. And, and so we did this concert and I, uh, the the musical theater factory was kind of was kind of like a black box. It was a very sort of classic mm -hmm. black box stage, and I was like, I want to fill the whole room with um, discarded pages from the the project I just got fired from. And so, like <laughs> the script of that show and the score was just all over. And so if, if you see pictures of that Musical Theater Factory concert, and that's the first time that I ever did try again, there's just mm -hmm. thousands of pages of paper that I put all over the place. And so the audience, when they came in, they had to like literally wade through, you know, crumpled up paper. And most of that was from my my aborted musical. I had forgotten that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I'm glad we have pictures of Musical Theater Factory because it kind of sounds like a fairyland that we made up. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was a fairyland, but we didn't make it up. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, and then at that concert, though, was um, uh, Jerry Green. I know. Was there, yeah. I you know. ended up producing Be Mitchell. I remember that part. I like had to dial it back and like really go through it when it yeah, ended yeah. up occupying the place in the story that it did, yeah. but wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's just to say that we did we did that Wimpy Kid song there. And I don't know if we did Building a Fort there, but yeah, Building a Fort's the one that's kind of like mm -hmm. hung on. And on the album, it's sung by Harrison Chad, mm -hmm. uh, who I have known for a long time. I first met him when he was a student at Brown, and I was very starstruck because he uh, was obviously in Carolina Change mm -hmm. as a very young man, and I was like, I can't believe I'm meeting, <laughs> I'm meeting Harrison Chad, um, and uh, I thought he was so great. And then he ended up being the first play, first person besides Jason Sweetie Williams to play this character of Brandon in the black suits because we did a production of black suits in in 2000. 12 was 12, the 12, 12. Barrington. Yeah, 2012. Um, and so it was the first time we were doing it with all new actors. And that's when Ben Platt did it and and um, Jason Haidt and, and Will Rowland and, and Harrison Chad. And so I just love Harrison. He's an amazing actor. He's so funny. He's And he's such a good guy. Uh, and he just, you know, I, I imagine it'll be like, like this until he's an old little wizened man, but he just sounds like a kid. Like his mm -hmm. voice has this youthful exuberance to it that is so stinking charming. And he's a, I mean, you know, he's a man. He's like a, a very, you know, a, a handsome, strapping man, but he has this his voice that's just, it's just youth. And it's like, and in that way, he, um, I think he's like a, a sort of, he has a weird connection to Annie Golden because they both are, are actors who, they're amazing actors and they do all different types of stuff. And Harrison, you know, he's a great singer and like he can sing very sort of traditional musical theater stuff and he can do, you know, rock stuff really easily and it all sounds authentic and, and his voice has so much personality to it as Annie's does, but the thing that it always has is youth. Yeah. And Annie Golden has that and Harrison has it and it just felt like he has that, you know, um, the, the, he has like the, the, the gravity and the, the um, and the innocence that uh, feel correct for for building a fort. Totally, I never thought of it that way. I sometimes wonder because I knew Harrison from the Carol Interchange cast recording and from getting to see it mm -hmm. before I knew him. Like, if we would be able to tell that was him on the cast recording, if you met him as an adult, mm -hmm. whose voice had changed. But I really think you could for all the reasons you just said. I think so. It yeah. still sounds like him. It's just there. Yeah, yeah. even. Uh, even puberty did not rob him of that. <laughs> of his innocence. Um, yeah, yeah, I love this song. It's a great track on the album. Thanks.
Hey, thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast. Uh, do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like or give us a great rating or review and then head to bpn.fm slash album to find out even more information about this podcast, more ways to watch, more ways to listen and check out my album, Album. Thanks so much for hanging out. Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong, produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris, and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm slash album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to album. All by myself, alone. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.